What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Thor, Love and Thunder. And we're going to give you our very first impressions. Yeah. Unrehearsed, unresearched. And spoilerific. Spoilerific. And probably full of factual inconsistencies, so don't cite <laughs> us. We only watch the movies. We don't know anything about them. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. This is... The, this the is fourth the fourth film, fourth in the Thor, Thor film franchise. And assuming we're not counting any of the Avengers movies, of which Thor has also been in all of. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that he's shown up in anybody else's films, other than like a glorified cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have been in Civil War. But I don't, I don't think he was. At this point, there are just too many Marvel memories. memories movies. There are too many Marvel memories. Get some of them out of my brain, please. To remember them. All right. So, yeah, so, we're, we're deep into phase four of Marvel? I don't know. It's too many Marvels. What did you think? I think I was mentally prepared from the reviews of it that it was mediocre and... Not as good as Ragnarok. Uh huh. And that was true. Yep, those expectations were met. <laughs> and I saw the potential in like some of the lines and in the line deliveries where it seemed like it should be funny, mm-hmm. but it wasn't funny. And then I thought maybe we just got the confluence of elements for Ragnarok that it all worked together in this time. This time we got the same yeah. folks together, I, and it didn't work this time. I couldn't tell you why it didn't work yeah. compared to Ragnarok. Because, I mean, maybe Ragnarok's bag, and it was just such a refreshing change from so much of what yeah, we get in Marvel. Yeah, we'll have to watch it again. Um, but this was definitely like Thor Ragnarok 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, but the magic wasn't there. Yeah, much like Break Into Electric Boogaloo was not nearly as good. That's where that phrase comes from. Oh, okay. It was the sequel to Breakin. And so. Is that like a horror movie? No, it's a movie about breakdancing. Oh! <laughs> I was thinking like breaking into a house. No, Breakin, as in breakdancing. And then there was a sequel called Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. And mm, that's where that never, phrase came from. Never knew that. Um. And it was bad, I'm told. I have not seen either of the Breakin films. Um, but this felt like it was um, not very good. Well, I can point to some things that I didn't think were good. Like I said, I was kind of puzzled. I was like, this sh- this should be funny. This should be funny! This line, this action, <laughs> this line delivery... And none of it was. But it wasn't. Um, This is a joke. Like, I can see that they're making a joke. And I can see that they probably thought it was funny when they were filming it. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of it comes to... You have a thought. I do. I was going to let you finish your thought. uh, No, it's going to... I have a... It's longer. Okay. So get your thought. Well, my thought was... I think the problem might be they thought it was funny while they were filming it. Yeah. Um, like, if anything, I think that's what I would point to as being different from 
Ragnarok is that a lot of the humor there was situational and felt out of felt like it was coming out of the characters and who they are, mm-hmm. whereas this felt like we're being funny, um, in like a later era Judd Apatow film. <laughs> it felt forced. Yeah. Like when Thor walks on the boat and pours a beer for his yeah s- storm chaser is that stormbreaker the axe? stormbreaker is the um the axe, axe. yeah yeah like that uh, it was lots, is meant to be funny lots of bits like oh that's a bit does it work no well I think the characters were flat oh were they like. <laughs> I remember being excited about Valkyrie and Ragnarok. Uh-huh. But she had nothing to do. I was excited about film. the potential of Valkyrie and Ragnarok. I was like, okay, we've introduced her. Okay. We yeah. can maybe, like, do something with her soon. Because mm-hmm. in, in Ragnarok, she was uh, an alcoholic loner. Mm-hmm. That was it. Suffering from trauma. Yeah. We saw her backstory. Mm-hmm. Valkyries died and... And then we get, she gets to be king of Asgard, which is neat. Although then they downplayed that in every appearance she's had mm-hmm. since then. Um, and here she did nothing. It was a waste of Tessa Thompson. It was. It was. Um, thought the chemistry between Thor and Jane was almost non-existent. Which, I mean, in my mind, mirrors the other movies where she appeared. Yeah, I, I always <laughs> thought Jane was really, really flat and didn't see the yeah the chemistry there. Um, yeah, there was nothing of interest in the first two appearances of Jane Foster, so... Yeah, this is another where it's like, I, I, I see that I am supposed to care about this character uh-huh. and feel something... Um, especially as she is dying, mm-hmm. but I don't. <laughs> Oops. I don't. Um, yeah, so I think it comes back to a lot of Marvel problems. I felt like this one fell more into the mold of a bunch of fights with a little bit of story to connect the fights together. Yeah. Absolutely, that felt like that. Um, I think by the time we got to the Shadow Planet, um, which I guess it's like second act, yeah, the Shadow yeah. Planet, the Shadow Realm, and there are the big like monsters coming out of the planet. I was just like, oh no, oh great, so An- bored. Another fight. Cool. And it wasn't even the last one of the movie. Well, no, because it was only the second act. <laughs> and there were more. Uh, there were story gaps that like bothered me. I think because of the rest of. The, sometimes I can buy the story gaps. Yeah. But um, I thought super easy for them to find the center of the universe. <laughs> Like, apparently this is, like, nobody's ever found it before. Yeah, well, they had had the Bifrost. Nobody ever tried to use the Bifrost, the magic teleport device. Yeah, first the Necro guy finds it without a problem, and then they find it without a problem. (laughs) Um, What were some of them? I thought Zeus got killed really easily, but I guess Zeus is not dead from one of the singers. I thought the lightning bolt for Zeus looked dumb. (laughs) 
Like when it wasn't CGI'd and it was just a prop that they were holding, it looked bad. It looked like a prop they were holding. I don't disagree. Um, so I guess we resolved Zeus didn't die. Zeus didn't die. Die so so easily. He got better. I was bothered with I was bothered with how easily Jane got Mjolnir. How do we say Mjolnir? Mjolnir. But they kind of explained that too. So I guess my story yeah uh, wasn't wasn't so. I mean, so many gaps. It was handled like they explained how Jane got Mjolnir, but I never believed any of it. Like I never believed Jane as a Thor, which is disappointing. Like I don't think she ever lived up to being a Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, not to compare everything too much to the comics, but this this storyline was basically lifted out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, for reasons that aren't important, uh, Thor, Odin's son, loses the ability to wield Mjolnir. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get destroyed like it did in the movies, but that's fine. Um, he no longer is worthy to carry Mjolnir. And that's, you know, that's like one of the defining traits of it is only they who are worthy can wield Mjolnir. Mm -hmm. Um. Of which we know two people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who have been able to do so, so far. Thor Odin's son and Captain America. Mm -hmm. And it was a big mystery for a while who this new person was that was wielding Mjolnir again. It was like, what? There's a new person? There have been a few others in the comics, but it was the first time it was ever a woman... Um, and then eventually the comics reveal it is Jane Foster, and that's fine. Um, I don't know why she was worthy. I don't know if they explained that or not. I don't remember. But in this time, she's not particularly worthy. Like, that's never addressed, the worthiness of Jane. It's because Thor loved her so much that he told Mjolnir to work for her, which is... Um, in line with the themes of the movie, such as they are, but I feel a disservice to the very little characterization that Jane had anyway. It was like, oh no, you only get to carry the big hammer because a boy said you can. And that disappointed me. Mm-hmm. It was not her own worthiness that allowed her to be Thor, the mighty. It was just because Odin's son wanted her to. And then there was nothing interesting about her character as a person before or after that. She had cancer. And... Yep. Yep. It's so disappointing. Um, I think the joke where Korg couldn't remember her name um, was accidentally an insightful commentary on how badly she was written. (laughs) (laughs) We can't even remember her name. I was reminded of, um, like, it was supposed to be like, ha-ha, it's funny, he's getting it wrong. But I was reminded of the character of Anne on Arrested Development, George Michael's girlfriend who is so bland, everyone calls her things like bland or egg. Or her? (laughs) 
Uh, that's how I felt about Jane Foster. <laughs> Which is not meant to be a slight against Natalie Portman, who did what she could with nothing. In much like Tessa Thompson, she's better than the role she was given. Mm-hmm. Also, this tells you how checked out I was. Valkyrie lived, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, when she got stabbed, I was like, oh no, Marvel, <laughs> are you killing another woman character? Well, I mean, they did, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> we, okay, we have so few, and yeah. you keep killing them off. keep killing them off. Um, yeah. So she can come back. She also, I was... I was debating whether or not the film passed the Bechtel test. Because mm. um, we had the scene where Valkyrie and Jane talk about the sink, because she broke the yeah. sink. And, that, and like, on its surface, that kind of works. But it also occurs to me, I don't know that Valkyrie has a name beyond Valkyrie. I think her name is... She is called Valkyrie. and Yes. And, like, I'll give it. I'll give it if we're going to give it. But also, like, it's only ever, like, when she's not in role as Valkyrie, when she's, like, the king of Asgard, they never call her anything other than, like, the king of New Asgard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only titles that she's received. She doesn't have, like, a given name. Just a thought that occurs to me as far as something I can overlook Theoretically, if the characters are better written. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Well, uh, but they did mention Valkyrie is having a girlfriend and, yeah. at some point and liking <laughs> girls. Yeah. And um, so. In a, in a line, in a scene so short they could cut it for the Chinese market. Yeah. I thought they weren't allowed to do that in Marvel movies or Star Wars. No, they always um, they do it, but in such ways that they can cut it for international markets, where particularly China, mm-hmm. um, because you have to get, only a certain number of American films can get released in China every year, mm-hmm. and so you have to appease the censors to be one of those. Yeah. Well, and then the Rock Man Korg comes from a species of only males. Yeah. So does that make him gay? I don't think it makes him gay. If I if I have can have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um because it's I think there is a a certain I mean I'm not a queer theorist, but there's a certain amount of queerness that needs to that that comes along with the idea of homosexuality that doesn't exist on a planet of one gender, in my opinion. Um, now, again, there's an audience theory you can throw on top of that. Well, like, we as the audience read that as, because both of them are explicitly male, and it's being created in a heteronormative environment as a movie, yeah, okay, they're gay. What does it mean to be male in a species with only one gender is a question that is not raised or the movie's interested no, in dealing with I feel it like all. if that's if that's gonna be your nod to your your <laughs> your, your representation uh, checkbox. Then uh it doesn't doesn't really it's not count. Enough. Uh 
in in a world where there's very little. Yeah, and also it was mostly just to make a joke about a rock named Dwayne mm-hmm. at the end. I think that's why that was things. I don't think we'd established in Ragnarok that Korg's species was one gender. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it popped up this time and caught my attention. Yeah. I thought one of the most interesting things was the play they did at New Asgard, which is why I was looking up the IMDb. Yeah, because you wanted to say, I, I, I recognize Matt Damon. I recognize Matt Damon, and the guy playing Thor is like, that looks like Chris Hemsworth just doing it. It does look sleep. like Chris Hemsworth. And do you know why? It's because it was a Hemsworth brother. Yeah, I also looked it up. Brother. <laughs> yeah. You know who played Odin? Sam Neill. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. I didn't. I reckon it. I knew it was someone I knew. Yeah. While I was doing it, but I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't but no, I thought Thor him. looked like Thor, which I thought was very funny. And I was just fascinated by the play within the play of uh, also that they had really kind of low tech special effects on in the play itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're pretty technologically advanced. They're magical. Society. I just thought they would have better special effects in their tourist play that they put on. Also, the tourist play, like, ends at the very beginning of the story of Ragnarok. Yeah, and that's disappointing, too. I have some questions about the (laughs) dramaturgy of this play. And I'm, just, I'm with you there. It, it made me think too. There was there was a play I think in Ragnarok. There was in the beginning also with that, Matt Damon as um, Loki. Yeah, as, no, yeah, yeah, and um, so I liked that consistency. And I just had a lot of questions and like interest in what was happening. In yeah, that I have I have play. a I have a justification for why the special effects were very low tech. Um, I don't think it's a strong justification, but it's one that I can put into the universe, um, which is that Asgardian theater in particular is has a long history of being non-representational because they have so much magical power to do whatever they want that it moves closer to something like in, in Midgard, that is to say Earth, something like a Bunraku theater where the artifice is part of the spectacle. Ah. And so they're showcasing as guardian theater traditions to this tourist audience, which includes intentionally hokey, over-the-top, um, and practical special effects. Okay. That's, that's my um, completely made-up justification for why that would work in the way that it does. Okay. Interesting. Is it? Does it make sense? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Melissa McCarthy got to play Hell. Yeah. That was fun. I did recognize her. I recognized I rec- her. Recognized her immediately. Yeah. Um, but also, like, that whole bit was the same bit as what we got in Ragnarok. Yes. They yeah. didn't do anything interesting or a Above with it. No, but still, it was the most interesting part of the film for me. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. In, in a kind of an uninteresting, an uninteresting generic fights on CGI battlefields sort of way. Fights with no character. 
very little choreography, Story. interesting things. Well, and there, once again, um, there is... So actually, to compare this to a Marvel experience, I think one of the most interesting fights in the Marvel Cinematic Universe happens in the first Avengers movie, where Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor fight in the woods for the first time. I think it's interesting because it is three very differently powered and differently power-leveled characters fighting against each other. Thor is a literal god. Iron Man is a dude with a very fancy technical suit. And Captain America is just kind of a strong guy at this mm-hmm. point um, with a cool shield. And you get some really interesting choreography and play within those different levels and levels of ability. Um, you know, Cap is very much stuck on the ground and he's fighting mm-hmm. two people who can fly. And what do you do with that? And it's not a long scene and it doesn't really move the plot forward much. But comparing that to something like this movie, which is once again people throwing lightning bolts at each other. (laughs) Evenly matched across the board, no interesting choreography, no interesting use of powers. It's just who who can punch better. And everybody has the same level of punchability. Yes. Everyone has the same level of punchability. This ultimate sword that can kill gods can be stopped by any weapon against it, apparently. And that was another story (laughs) gap, too. How the sword dissolved. I did not understand what caused it to dissolve. I don't know either. I agree. I have Um, no idea what that was. Uh, other than it, it got stuck with the other, with the Mjolnir? Unclear. It did seem to get stuck, and then it was kind of putting itself back together, and then Jane thought real hard about it, and it dissolved. Yeah. they Is how it read to they me. They beat the sword because... Uh, yeah... that happened Mm -hmm. um and even oh the kids fighting with the zeus they all have the same power all again flat across like hey here's a chance to do something like visually interesting because hey these are these are kids who don't know how to fight oh but no they're perfectly matched to these shadow monsters again Mm -hmm. because they got super powered weapons which also made them good at fighting which doesn't make any sense well, yeah. then there were moments where it was trying to be lighter or funny, like the the bear that could have yeah, the, the superpower bear, who you know the one kid that didn't pick up a rock, they yeah. picked up uh, their stuffed animal instead, and it got superpowered, superpowered, and um, any of know. that would have been interesting to do something with. But they didn't. But it wasn't. Um, I think. I I think I might be done with Marvel movies unless I hear that the reviews of the f- the, the reviews of the film are really good. Yeah, um, I respect that. I'm because yeah. I just keep getting. 
I mean, we're going to watch Black funny. Panther Wakanda Forever. I, yeah, I do want to watch Wakanda Forever. Um, and did did anyone get nominated? Did Angela Bassett get nominated? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I, th- I just heard people talking about wanting like, it. Yeah, I don't think she did, but I, I could be um, mistaken. Uh, yeah, I want to see Wakanda Forever. But I think just unless I hear good things about... I'm not a particular interested. movie yeah. or or TV show that they have. Yeah, although um, I'm still I'm I'm still burned after not Marvel but Disney uh, freaking Andor. <laughs> that had great reviews and I still didn't like. That, oh, that's it. true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people loved Andor, not and I us. do not understand that love. Yeah, do not. Um, I kind of want to go see, like, what was the last good Marvel movie? The first three episodes of uh, WandaVision. That was the last good Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I agree. I'm I'm not... I am in no hurry to see Ant-Man. When they got a new Guardians coming out. I kind of want to see the new Guardians, because yeah. the Guardians has been the most consistent. Yeah, I, I feel that way. I feel like Guardians broke up the routine a little bit mm-hmm. of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but now it's become part of the canon. So oh, yeah. my concern is it's just going to fall into the same traps. Agreed. As the other also, films. what a waste of the Guardians in this oh, yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we set up this thing where Thor was going to hang out with the Guardians for a while, and that all happened before the movie starts by, like, but then why did we set it up? Why did we bother? We saw all. We saw a bunch of potentially interesting, maybe stories with the guardians, and then they leave at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because we couldn't afford all of them the whole time. I guess I don't know. Um, okay, major spoilers. Uh, freaking Brett Goldstein, Roy Kent himself. I forgot he. <laughs> I saw him in an interview. Mentioning it, so I I had forgotten he was in the stinger. I had no idea. Uh. And man, did I love that moment! <laughs> Due to no no work on the movie's part, other than whoever cast Brett Goldstein. I mean, it's probably Roy Kent playing Hercules. I mean, that's and that would be fine. With I would me. watch that. That would be fine with me. <laughs> I would watch Roy Kent play. Hercules. Um, I mean, that's the right characterization for someone like Hercules, I think, is this sort of, like, just over it all, you know. Yeah, he's the best. Of course he is. Maybe a little past his prime, but he definitely was the best at one point and just not willing to put up with anything. But also, he may be a heart of gold. Anyway, Roy Kent's the best. I love him. Roy Kent, um, for those who don't know, is, is a character from Ted Lasso. Yes. He's played by Brett Goldstein. And he's perfect, and I love him. And he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so that was cool. I liked I liked that happening when Brett Goldstein showed up, even though... Um, so maybe that'll get you interested in the next it won't, four. It won't. Because we've definitely hit... I mean... We've hit peak lore burrito, and we just keep hitting lore burritos with all of them. And it's even worse when the lore burrito doesn't actually set up the next lore burrito. Like, hey, Thor and Guardians. Nope, never mind. 
We're going to give you a more boring movie than that. Um, but I will watch Guardians 3, mainly because it's James Gunn's last movie with Disney. Oh, I didn't realize James Gunn did end up doing he came, Guardians 3. They finally got him back. Basically, they got him back because of the Suicide Squad. Mm. <laughs> they were like, actually, maybe we do want to work with him again. <laughs> and he's going to do Guardians 3, and then he is currently running the DC Studios. Which is, you know, maybe we'll get something good from DC. Maybe. I mean, besides Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is pretty good. Yeah, I like Birds of Prey a lot. Um, But even, like... But Peacemaker was wonderful. I loved Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Suicide Squad was fine. Yeah. I don't think it was great. Um, But now we're talking about completely different movies. Because we have run out of interesting things to say about this boring movie. I like Taika Waititi um, in general, but it just didn't bring it to this he did not bring film. it and or i he did bring it and the studio squashed it which could have yeah absolutely could have been the case um i mean i do think about like i sometimes think about like oh what if uh edgar wright had actually gotten to direct the ant-man movie he wanted mm-hmm. um and i worry that it would have been ended up like taika watiti where he just kept getting like, the movies just aren't great. And he's a better director than that. Um, and a the, better writer. And a better writer, yeah. What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People are both beautiful. Um, yeah, he's, he's much better than what he has put out at Marvel. Uh, I'm checking my notes. Got rid of the Guardians. Oh, the Screaming Goats. What a what a choice. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was a meme like ten years ago. I'm like, let's bring that back. Which are actually not screaming goats. That's a sound effect yes, put on. I have been told that. So it's even worse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm I would believe that it's true. I haven't looked into it. I have no desire to look into it. Um, Again, supposed to be funny. Yeah. These, you know, these... The goats scream. They're carrying this, the gods on this ship and... It's also a, a, like, amusement park ride. Yeah, and, and you have these screaming goats, which doesn't quite fit in with, you know, the gods. Oh, we haven't talked about gore at all. Christian Bale was in a completely different movie than everybody else. I didn't know that was Christian Bale yeah. until the until credits. credits. <laughs> I recognized him actually. Okay. Um, but he was in a different movie from everybody else, and that did not help the movie we watched because <laughs> it was a very dark, broody, like revenge story kind of, um, which did not fit tonally. With anything else. It had none of the humor of anything else. Humor in scare quotes there, because... Yeah. Yep, tonal inconsistency. Just a different... It wasn't that Christian Bale was in a different movie with his acting choices. It was was the character of Gore and the scenography... Was a different movie. Was a different movie. Um... 
we got a montage at the beginning to see Thor stop being fat Thor. Because if he can't be a joke, we can't have a fat guy. Yeah, I guess the one positive <laughs> thing is he got ripped again and w- wasn't happy. So, you know, losing weight just doesn't solve all your problems. That is the most positive spin I think I could have put on that situation. Yes. <laughs> Which is impressive, Amy. Well done. Thanks. Oh, a thing that I thought was um, not funny, but almost kind of interesting and clever. Uh, when Jane Foster is explaining wormholes to a guy for no reason whatsoever, um, she's like, have you seen Event Horizon or Interstellar? And then does the exact same thing that both Event Horizon and Interstellar do, where they fold a piece of paper and stick a pen through it. Um, I thought that was clever, like, to call out that those were from those other movies. Um, it wasn't good or funny or interesting or necessary. Also didn't le- Like, I kind of expect that to be, like, maybe a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, hey, wormhole. Her knowledge of wormholes is important for some reason. Yeah. No. The fact that she is Dr. Jane Foster matters nothing at all other than to say Dr. Jane Foster at the end. Which is important. You should put the doctor there. But her having any sort of knowledge of how the universe works did not Was matter. not used. Did no. not matter. No, because yeah. she had a hammer, so she didn't need to know things. Yeah, I'm getting... I'm liking this movie even less the more we talk about it. <laughs> uh, oh, Marvel. Um... Here's here I'll be I'll put I'll put this out into the universe. I will come back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe if Frog Thor shows up. Which is just Thor who got turned into a frog. I mean we got Alligator Loki. Mm-hmm. We got so. Alligator Loki, so Frog Thor is a possibility. But if I see you review something that says Frog Thor is back, I'll be like, okay. I'll I'll check it out. That's about my limit of of interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Anything else, Amy? Um, I think that's it. I think we keep saying over and over over again how disappointed we are with Marvel stuff, and so that's why maybe I'm we should okay. listen to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should stop. <laughs> Yeah, we should probably stop. You want to tell them about our podcast? This is our podcast. (laughs) Kevin and I watch a movie, and then we turn on the microphone, (laughs) and we talk about the movie we just watched. Thanks, Amy. I appreciate (laughs) that. I'm going to tell them about our Patreon. Oh, our Patreon. Yeah, we've got a Patreon where you can uh, support the show, help us keep making it. Pay for hosting and things like that. Uh, it's at patreon.com slash five degrees. And if you support us at any level, you get two perks. Uh, the first is the ultimate bonus audio unedited version of the episode from the moment the mic turns on to the moment the mic turns off. 
sometimes you get bonus audio. Sometimes we talk to our cat. Most of the times we talk to our cat. Um, and additionally, the second part is you get a list of movies we did not watch. Because our methodology for picking movies is I give a list of five to Amy so I don't have to pick one. And so she doesn't have to pick from infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Which works for how our brains do. Uh, and so you can see what movies we did not watch. Movies do appear on the list more than once. So you might even get a sneak peek at stuff that is a future episode. Mm-hmm. Or you might not. It's entirely possible a movie be on the list and we'll never watch it. Like that Barbie mermaid ver- video. There was a Barbie movie. I know, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now. I don't know why you think it'll never be watched. Well, I've never put it on the list again. Oh, okay. All right, well. I might, but I haven't yet. Sometimes they get taken off the list because you watch them. That does happen. I, I so watched I thought maybe you watched Barbie Mermaid. I have mermaid. not watched Bar- the Mermaid. Barbie. Barbie. Barbie Mermaid. <laughs> mermaid? Barbie? Anyway, uh, Barbie. you can listen to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, which you've discovered by this point because you're listening to the podcasts. Rate us on your favorite podcatcher. Review us. Tell your friends. Visit our website at 5degreesbetween.us. That's all the important things I think I'm supposed to say. I think you got it all. Yay. Can you do the stinger? Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. <laughs>